Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer, and I am joined today by Danielle. Hello. And today we're going to talk about something that we're hearing more and more about, and that is not social media, not customer service, but social customer service, because that's where the trend is going now. And Danielle and I were recently in San Diego, California, for the world's largest social media conference. And both of us um, chose different tracks to follow, and I chose to go down the customer service track because um, we're seeing more and more that our social media interactions are customer service focused. And that's why I thought it would make sense, Danielle, to bring you on today for the podcast, just because of everything Danielle does from a day-to-day with our clients and handling their entire social media presence from A to Z. Yeah, so social media is really a place where people... You know, they talk, they get their opinions out there, their grievances out there. And from a marketer standpoint, that's your opportunity to listen. While everybody else is talking, you need to be listening. Yeah, traditionally, we've always like been like, how can I use Facebook to make my announcements, to talk about my doctors, to talk about my practice, to talk about, you know, my office hours. And, you know, you're right, because would you say that more and more your job has become about listening to what others are saying on social media? Absolutely. In addition to what you do on a day-to-day basis, which pushing messages out there? Yeah, so you obviously you have your messages that you put out um, on your social media platforms, but your customers and patients are also putting their stuff out there as well. They'll, they'll comment on the stuff that you post, or they'll post on your wall or leave a review on your Facebook page. It's... It's a two-way street now. So, Danielle, from your perspective, um, can you explain to our listeners a little bit about your role within our organization from a social media perspective? And then also, how is it that you, what tools do you have set up so that you can listen when a customer or a patient is making a comment? Like, how is it that you're even part of that conversation if you're not sitting in front of your desk? Yes. Yeah, so, just... First of all, just setting up our social media campaigns. Uh, We use a great tool called Meet Edgar. We create all of our amazing evergreen posts, um, all of our fun images and all that good stuff, pushing content back to our websites, to our videos. Um, But then separately, when it comes to actually listening to the responses to our content or to our social media platforms, um, I actually have an app on my phone. It's the Facebook Pages app. So anytime someone comments, likes, shares, mentions any of our pages I get a notification on my phone so I'm the person at my desk looking at my phone maybe look like I'm, I'm I was gonna task. ask you is that why you're always on I'm your always phone? on my phone I'm not off task I'm like oh I gotta check my pages app to see if there's any new um, comments or anything that we need to address how often do you see because you're probably managing two dozen or so mm-hmm. social media accounts um, just on Facebook alone for yes. clients so how often are you getting um, getting feedback from a potential patient where you're having to listen from a customer service standpoint right now? Um, Honestly, I check my phone probably once an hour, um, usually just kind of out of habit. I think nowadays everyone always 
feels like, oh my gosh, I haven't checked my phone in a while. I need to look. And so that's kind of part of my checking my phone. I always open the app. Um, and then, I mean, little, little reactions like likes or um, positive comments, that stuff, you know, it just takes a few seconds. But if it's a negative thing where then I have to bring somebody else in my team or that we work with in to actually address a bigger problem, that those are fewer. So are you seeing um, more and more that you're getting reviews on Facebook? Absolutely. Um, people, they'll either leave a review in the review section. Sometimes they'll write a post on your wall. Sometimes they will do their own status update and tag you in it. So it's not necessarily just in the format of a starred review and a comment. Sometimes they tag you in it or comment you in different places. So it's important to be aware of that. So something that we talked about at the conference and that I heard over and over was that, and I think this is relevant and we're starting to see it more and more, is that no longer is it that you can say, all right, from a customer service standpoint, that marketing is going to handle it. Now it's almost it's it's time to start training the folks that would traditionally handle your customer service complaints in practice and training them how to use social media as yet another avenue to respond to those potential patient complaints. So, you know, in the past you'd have a customer service hotline and somebody would call in and they'd make a complaint. And then it got to, you know, they could go to your website and they could leave a feedback or um, they could find an email to customer service and they could send it via email. Well, this is social media is just a, yet another channel for customer service. And I think what we're seeing at practices, at least with the practices that we work with, is marketing is still handling all of the complaints and the feedback from a customer service standpoint. And now what we were hearing at this conference, which is really some of the leading industry professionals, um, it's kind of the thought leaders in the entire realm of social customer service, talking about, you know, it's time now to bring customer service people in and train them on how to respond and what kind of language to use from a social media standpoint. Yeah, and I also want to add um, kind of the urgency behind it is social media is so transparent. As soon as somebody puts something out there, somebody all of, sees it. All of their friends, family, everybody they know is going to see it. So that's, you know, it's not like how Jen is saying there's these customer service phone numbers or emails that you contact where only the company and the person know that somebody was upset. Whenever it's social media, then you're, you're kind of put on blast to the world and everybody you're connected with. Which is why we always encourage, regardless of whether it's a positive or a negative review, and regardless of whether it's on a social media channel or like a health grades or a vitals or a rate MDs or something like that, you always respond. And that's because other people are seeing your response, whether it's positive or negative, because what is it that we say? Like a, a, a no response is is just as much a response. Yeah, yeah. No response is a response. Yep. Um, and that kind of gets into whenever you do respond is how does that relate to HIPAA and what, what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to healthcare, you kind of have to be a little vanilla in your responses. Mm-hmm. You can't say, yes, Jennifer, you did have surgery with X doctor and blah, blah, blah. And we know all your, you know, you can't give everybody's personal information out in a response. Um, so, so generally in our responses, we kind of say, you know, thank you for sharing how you felt give this person a call and we want to protect your patient. Yeah, I think that's important is that we will often say, thanks for providing the feedback. Yes. Here's somebody, a specific individual you can talk to to resolve your issue because we're going to protect your privacy. And sometimes you have to tweak it. But, Danielle, don't you have like a handful of like canned responses 
that you use on any given day, and then you know you tweak it based on what the feedback was? Yes, um, for both positive and negative, I have a list of ten to fifteen um, kind of uh, formulas basically that mm-hmm. we use, um, and then obviously depending on the review, uh, we would tweak it. To- Absolutely, and you know, barring the fact that there probably won't be any legislation about HIPAA passed by the time that our listeners are listening to this episode. There was a lot of conversation um, at the Social Media Marketing World Conference with individuals that worked within healthcare, and we talked about HIPAA quite a bit. And the general consensus from the experts was that, look, practice manager, go out and talk to your, your attorney if you're so concerned about it. But once the patient puts their information out there and starts criticizing it is fair game that you can engage said patient in a conversation. Now you need to show, just like you would from a legal standpoint with any patient, you need to be able to document what you said, when you said it, how you said it. But once the patient is on a public social media site talking about their experience with you, they've opened themselves up to you know having some general feedback with the practice. So don't be so concerned that you need to be so vanilla you know, there's 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 got to be some wiggle room in here. And what we're saying about you know pending legislation, you know, some organization, whether it's the AMA or whatever your association for your particular subspecialty is, needs to step up and get the HIPAA regulations updated to at least keep up with technology. And I, I think that was kind of the general census is you know it's not so black and white because HIPAA and the rules around HIPAA were written long before any of this technology has become available, and it's time to get those things updated. Yeah, I agree. So another thing um, from a standpoint of customer service is, you know, it's it's not just, you know, a customer walking into your office or a customer coming to an appointment or going onto Facebook, but customer service of today and of tomorrow is every single interaction with your brand, and it's that perception of that interaction that gives the practice an opportunity to either shine or fall flat on their face. You know, what we had an example, didn't we, recently with a parking issue with yes. one of our one of our clients. You want to explain that one? Yeah. So um, as Jen was kind of alluding to it, it really is about the experience. You know, people have their expectations of a brand or how they think their experience in your office or with your doctor is supposed to go. So if it's um, negative compared to what they were thinking, then obviously then their perception was wrong and then they're upset about that. So the, the example was uh, somebody had a difficult time parking at one of our offices, had to park at, I think, like a CVS, you know, next door and then walk over. So they were, you know, thinking, oh, I'm just going to a doctor's. And then it became an inconvenience and then they were upset about their experience just from something as simple as Yeah, Corey and I were actually on a site visit with a client um, who we only see a couple times a year, and they have an office building that they own, and their surgery center shares a parking lot with them. And then they sublet one of the floors, and they sublet it to a pediatric group that originally, when they were subletting, they had one pediatrician and one PA. And now they have like six pediatricians and six PAs. So, you know, from that standpoint that they're bringing in more and more patients. And with peds, sometimes you get like two cars, like parents meeting with the kids and then going to the appointment together. So long story short is Corey and I are trying to find a parking space and we have to park off site. And as soon as we go to park off site, some woman comes out and says, we're going to tow the car. And they're telling us and other patients that we're having the same issue. Then we witnessed almost a fist fight in the parking lot between an old lady 
and some middle-aged man and the woman, you know, almost falling on top of the, her car and they were like exchanging words and hand gestures. So then we get into, we're just mums the word quiet. We get into the elevator to go visit the client and everybody is complaining about this parking issue. And then it was one of the people that had gotten into the altercation. And we were like, all right, note to self, better call Danielle because it's going to show up on social media. And I don't think it showed up on social media at that time. But the fact is that every experience that starts offline can and will immediately go online. And so like Danielle was saying, you know, you have a certain expectation plus whatever emotion that you are feeling with that means, you know, it equals like a share. So, you know, if you meet somebody's expectations and then they have like, you know, eh, man, you know, just so, so experience with you personally, then they're probably not going to do anything. But if you miss their expectation, as in you don't provide them the most basic service as in a parking space, and then they have a negative emotion, like an argument with somebody in the parking lot, they're going to share that argument. So, you know, every single ex- every single interaction with your practice, whether it's offline or online, is going to end up online in today's day and age. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think kind of the, the bottom line there is that you usually want to aim for exceeding people's expectations, Amen. especially when it comes to customer service. Like Jen said, if you meet their expectations, they're like, well, yeah, you're supposed to do that. If you exceed their expectations, then they're really happy. They want to tell somebody about it. And if you do not reach their expectations, then they're really mad and they want to tell somebody about it. So totally. Totally. It's very so with that said, Danielle, have you, have you, cause you're starting to like formulate how we're going to manage, you know, expectations from a social customer care standpoint now with our practices that we work with, what can practices do? Do you have a couple of tips of what they can do specifically to manage these expectations and kind of elevate their game as it relates to social customer care? Yeah. So, um, we tried to break it down into four easy tips that you can kind of do to make social customer service a little bit easier. Um, one of the first things is proactive customer service, and that was kind of one of the buzz phrases of the uh, conference. Yeah, don't we wait for to. the sky to fall. Just yes. get out there and get put it out there now. Exactly. Kind of like Jen said with that parking issue, they kind of figured like, oh, this, this was a problem. It might end up online. Um, so being proactive about what people are going to complain about and be in front of it. Or what questions um, are even going to ask. Because, yeah. you know, customer service isn't always about complaints. Sometimes people just want to know, like, well, I'm coming for my appointment. Where am I supposed to park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, having stuff like frequently asked questions, video tutorials, walkthroughs of your office so they can kind of know what to expect. Yeah, totally. And then um, we were listening to some examples, especially of like the big power companies because, you know, they're a big utility and it, it takes a lot. It'd be like working with the hospital. It takes a lot to move that ship. So they were saying like they had a major outage in the southeast United States. And, you know, immediately, because they had no access to any of their communication tools, they took to Facebook Live to start communicating with their customers. So rather their customers call them and flood the flood the airwaves of, of trying to find out when their power was going to be turned on, the power company went online and did it. And there was another example of, you know, Lord knows right now that the airlines are having all their own issues. Oh, yeah. But there was another example of Southwest Airlines. They had a, um, an outage that shut down the entire fleet a couple years ago. And they took to Facebook Live and had a press conference and they notified the press about the press conference that was going to be taking place on Facebook, and then the press could use that footage to help get their message across out across the board. So they were very proactive because they knew they had a crisis, 
They knew they had to deal with the crisis, and rather than you know have their Facebook page blow up or their customer service call lines, they had a game plan and a crisis communication plan to use social media to be proactive in that crisis. And those were just great examples that I thought. Yeah, and um, things that can happen in your office. The website can be down. The phones aren't working. Your, your office hours change. You have to close early or open late. Um, these are things that you can be proactive about and get, Absolutely. get the information out. Absolutely. Um, so we have a, a large orthopedic practice that we work with in Orlando, and they were right next to, um, within like a quarter of a mile from the shootings that took place at the Pulse nightclub a couple of years ago, actually about a year ago from the time of this recording. And immediately when, when that was going on, you know, the, the street in front of the practice, the main artery for the town, for downtown, was shut down. And we used the, the website to communicate with employees and with patients and to reroute patients and things of that nature. And so, you know, that's a great example is, you know, changes in your hours, you know, the power outage. I think one time we had, we had a practice where their air condition went out. We needed to notify people. Social media is a great way to do that from a proactive standpoint. Okay, so the first thing that practices can do is they can be, they can take a proactive approach to their customer service what's another thing that they can do um the next thing is just to give people a place to provide their feedback oh i love that if people have the opportunity to um kind of get something off their chest then they feel better about it and um something that we started doing with all of our clients is creating a feedback page where people can leave um basically their experience with the doctor or with the office and it is sent to somebody in the office or in our team so that kind of um eliminates the problem of it going on the internet for everybody and their brother to see and then we are able to address that problem and hopefully fix it before it does end up online yeah and we're actually starting to take that like so it'll be like practice website like the name of the website slash feedback and so we're able to drive patients there and we're actually starting to incorporate that into all the marketing materials Mm -hmm. so that we can encourage the patients to please, we want to hear from you. We just don't want you going to Facebook to tell us how we're doing and going to health grades and vitals. Please tell us internally. And so we're starting to be really proactive and trying to solicit those reviews. And at the same time, it helps us keep that stuff from appearing in places because you're right. Sometimes I just want to complain. And once I complain, I feel, you know, once I once I feel like I've been heard, then I'm good. Move exactly. on. Um, and, you know, we, we have those feedback pages. We have signage up in the office that say, hey, go to this feedback page. Um, even when patients are in the office, if they go to connect to the Wi-Fi, it sends them to the feedback Yeah, page. rather than send them to the homepage of your website, because you know what? They don't really need to go to your website because they're already there. So now you can say, tell us how we're doing. These are easy things that you can do that don't cost a dollar. Yeah. And then, I mean, that also ties back to also when they do go and take the time to leave you feedback is to still respond to them so they know that they are heard. Yeah, I've heard that um, there a phrase recently that, you know, that social customer service is not a spectator sport. You have to get in there and communicate and build a relationship with the people that are providing feedback to you. You know, historically, we've tried to hurry people off the phone when it comes to customer service, you know, because, you know, you got someone on the phone, that means that somebody else is waiting to be on the phone. And, you know, every minute that you're on the phone, it's, it's costing you dollars. Well, with social media, it's all about building that relationship with your customers because if you're providing the answers and, and you know that if you're communicating, if I'm on social and I'm communicating with just Danielle, well, there's 30 other people that are watching my methodology and watching me communicate. And then when somebody comes on and maybe Danielle's phone's died because she's been on it too much for the day and she doesn't see that immediate patient response, 
nine times out of ten, your patients that have been watching your responses, they're going to come to your rescue but being like, hold on, that's not how it actually works. And so there's a lot of case studies out there where you'll see like they're raving fans from a, a particular company that will step in and also be providing the customer service because, you know, once you have raving fans, they're there for you for a lifetime. Yeah. I was going to add, there have been instances where we've responded to a negative review or a negative comment and then that person was still unhappy and they've responded again, like, thanks, but no thanks kind of tone. And then we would have another patient come in and be like, I don't know what you're talking about because Dr. So-and-so is amazing and I've been with him for 15 years, blah, blah. So then it almost gets to a point where, you know, you kind of did your duty by responding and providing them that extra avenue to get help or get their problem resolved. And then you have, like Jen said, your army that kind of comes in and sticks up for you. So you don't even, even need to say anything anymore. And you don't need to get down in the dirty yeah. because they're going to do it for you. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of similar to how... Um, when we're talking about, we always talk about content strategy and content marketing. And, you know, people are always like, I want to show up on the front page of Google. And so we say, you know, you got to put content out there. You know, it's similar. It, it applies to customer service too. Your patients know that you're online already. And they're going to go to Facebook and they're going to try to interact with you and leave feedback. Just like when they're going to Google and they're going to try to find you and you have to be there when, when they're looking for you, the same thing applies to Facebook. If they're going to take the time to go to social media and leave responses or reach out to you or try to communicate, you need to make sure that you're monitoring these different websites and that you have a plan for responding and interacting. It takes a lot of time. It's why we, we say like it's not necessarily marketing's role anymore. You have to bring operations and, and customer service into it. But this is where your patients want to be, so you cannot put your head in the sand. This is where they want to be. It's where they're going to they're going to be. And if you're not there, they're going to find a practice that is. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. So um, what are some of, you know, you said you had four things. So what are, what are some of the technologies or is that another thing that you're saying, you know, people could be proactive about? Yeah, absolutely. So the third thing that you can kind of do to help with your uh, social customer service is find technologies that can help you. Um, there's, you know, bots or a new big thing that we've talked about in previous podcasts. So it was discussed in depth at the um, Social Media Marketing World Conference. So why don't we explain, an, let's give an example of a company maybe that's out there using a bot. Oh man, really? Uh, 1-800-Flowers actually. They, okay. Um, if you, something as simple as whenever you buy a bouquet, they know that, okay, at a certain time of year, Danielle buys a bouquet at Mother's Day or at Valentine's Day. And so then they use the bot automated system around that time of year they automatically send you a email with the bouquets that they think that you would like based on your previous purchases. Yeah, I was um, I was updating. I have Geico car insurance, and mm -hmm. I was updating um, my auto insurance the other day. And you know, I don't want to get on the phone and talk to anybody. And so I was trying to find the path of least resistance. So I go into the app for Geico, and I am going through the process like to remove a car and add a car, and the bot popped up on the app and said, you know, hey, what can I help you with? So I typed in, I want to change my policy. And so what the bot was doing, so for our practice managers to understand this, 
is it takes like the frequently asked questions that are always out there and it creates an algorithm so that it can answer them. So obviously people go into their app all the time and they ask for the same type of policy change. So I said I need to switch out a car and it immediately told me what to do and how to do it and I was able to avoid the entire conversation with somebody on the phone which is what I want. That was a perfect example of a computer being able to provide me the customer service that I required in the application, which in this case was an app on my phone, which is where I wanted to receive the information. And it was a perfect example of it. So I don't know to some degree how, if, if this technology is far enough along for medical practices, mm-hmm. but we do have one doctor who is using an app that's really popular in China right now. And it's kind of like a WhatsApp, something like that, which is um, a Facebook app. It's, it's like an instant messenger. And in China, they're using it. So he is using this app as an opportunity to reach out to Chinese, um, potential Chinese patients that want to communicate directly with them and they don't have to pay for long distance and do email. So he actually has it set up on his computer that patients have questions before they even think about coming over to the States for booking an appointment. He's able to interact with these potential patients and answer their basic questions on this chat and bot. Yeah. Um, I think it's called WeChat. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But um, he's the only doctor that we have that's using it. I'm just not sure if the technology is there. But, you know, like we were saying before, frequently asked questions, videos, you know, you know that there's 25 questions that people typically have about coming and visiting your practice. Why not create 25 videos? And that way, if something shows up on social media, like, hey, where should I park for my upcoming appointment? You know, then somebody like Danielle says, hey, um, check out this quick video. It shows you exactly where to park so you won't be late. And she pops the video on social media and they're like, bam, my mind is blown because not only did she answer my questions, but she showed me a video that explained to me exactly what I need to do. And then all their friends see that stuff. So it's just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, and like Jen said, the the technology behind the bots is ever-changing and growing and evolving. So I think in the next few years we'll see drastic changes in that. Some little things that I know some medical practice might be able to use is Facebook Messenger. They have where you can set up an automated response. Say, you know, you don't have somebody that can immediately respond at any given time. Um, And a lot of times on social media, people are going to respond or comment after hours. That's a really good point, Danielle, because I saw recently that that they are allowing those auto responses. And so in my reading of it, I haven't had a chance to use it yet, is that you can set it up so that there's trigger words. So if they're negative trigger words, you can automatically have it set up so that it says, hey, we received your feedback. Um, We need to take this offline to discuss it. Please call Sally over in operations. And you can provide that number. And that could be an automatic an automatic um, kind of email communication or social communication that goes on a private standpoint and that way somebody like Danielle doesn't have to be on top of it and so maybe we do like in the future we do an episode just talking about some of those changes in Facebook because I think that's a really valid valid change and I think it translates you know to from a retail standpoint it translates very easy from a from a medical practice standpoint I'm not sure yet but it's something worth exploring you know where were we we were yesterday we were at Starbucks Mm -hmm. And every day. You, yeah, we're at Starbucks every day in the afternoon around 2 o'clock. But it was funny because Danielle had her phone, and she said, oh, look, Jennifer's nearby. Yeah, we're and standing right next to each other. Explain to them what that was, because I think that applies, too. I mean, again, it's like 
social media has allowed us to be so interactive and on all the time. And if it applies to an individual, it's going to apply to a uh, company. Yeah. So that's obviously the location tracker part of Facebook. And obviously users have the option to turn it on or off. And at that time, Jennifer and I both had our locations on. So I'm standing right next to her in, in Starbucks and I get a notification that Jennifer is nearby. And I'm like, hey, Jen, you're standing right next to me. Good thing I knew that you were nearby. Um, but from a marketing standpoint, we use those when, whenever you do your targeted Facebook ads, you choose people who are in certain areas because we have their location turned on on Facebook. Um, and then also even, um, this is also related to the bots, is the, uh, what's the word for it? It's like geo-targeted uh-huh. marketing. Whenever you are in a certain place, you can get fed ads. Yeah, and I had, so I was at a meeting in an in a office downtown this past week, and I checked in on my on my phone at the building and you'd be surprised if you haven't looked at the check-in data on your um, social pages I encourage you to do it because you'll be blown away that you have so many thousands of check-ins where you may not have anywhere near that many fans so I checked in for this meeting and the next day I got a push notification asking if I'd like to leave a review about the venue that I was at so whether you're wanting reviews online or not Facebook is going after those reviews and your patients are going to leave them, especially if you go back to what we were saying before about, you know, if they have a negative experience followed by a negative emotion, they're going to leave those, those, that feedback and Facebook wants that feedback. Yep. Absolutely. So fourth thing that um, the practice managers can do to really take a proactive approach in their in their social customer service, what is it, Danielle? Yeah. So we've been talking about social customer service, but to make that be really well, Crazy idea. Also have great customer service Period. in person. Period. That's, that's great. Yes. So, I mean, it's groundbreaking ideas, but, you know, it's kind of like a practice what you preach kind of thing. Don't just be cool online. Be a great experience when they come in to see you as well. Awesome. So I think, you know, to wrap up the whole thing that, you know, social customer service is just another outlet for the entire customer service experience. You know, first we have in person, then we have customer service on the phone, then we move to emails and website forms, and now social media is just another area that your customer service people need to be prepared to interact with and provide feedback for. And it's a little bit different the way that you interact, but once they understand, if they're customer service people, they're gonna understand it from A to Z. And I think, Danielle, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if you wanna be, if you wanna excel at social customer service, and you just need to excel with all customer service and realize that your employees are your best advocates for providing exceptional patient care. And even if somebody's waiting a long time in the, in the waiting room, and even if they don't get the, the diagnosis that they want from the doctor, and even if they're not happy about how much it costs to be there, your employees and that smile on the face and the way they deal with those situations, whether it's online or offline, makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely does. So with that, I am Jennifer. And I'm Danielle. And we are the Doctor Marketing Tips Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate 
even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 